Hi, and welcome to Parenting Paradox, where self-improvement leads to better parenting. That's what I'm talking about. Hmm? All right, welcome back. Hi, welcome. We are here. We are. Uh, we just got done with Thanksgiving, which was fantastic. Still digesting too. <laughs> Still digesting. Uh, definitely feeling the uh, the uh, benefits of insulation from all of the feasting during Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think he's saying he feels tubby, but uh, I'm feeling a little bit insulated. That's all right. And, I love uh, you no matter what. And the uh, the. Food was delicious, mm -hmm. and the quality time was fantastic. Mm. And guess what? Speaking of the two things you just mentioned, love and quality time. Imagine that. Segues but into what we're talking about. That we are talking about. But uh, before we get to that, mm. we got to have our first date night away from our kids. Cue the clapping. I know. Dun, 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 dun. Shh. <laughs> first date night yeah. in in uh, like eight years, basically since our yeah. fifth wedding anniversary, when we we got to do an overnight in Encinitas, but we had to like rush well, back. Married early. twelve, almost thirteen, almost yeah. thirteen years. So just eight and a half years, almost or seven, seven and a half, half years, half. almost eight years, and it's our an overnight with the the two of us. I've done overnights with the girls for camping, but you have been with the boys. This is the first time that mommy and daddy got to get away. It was fantastic. Neil's planned a, such a beautiful night. We actually went away to this really romantic Spanish inn and had a uh, a romantic night reconnecting. Yeah, it was beautiful. And it felt it felt like we were in a different country. It was uh, the weather was all rainy when we mm -hmm. went. So if you know anything about San Diego, it's not always rainy out here. It's pretty yeah, much we just, actually had weather. It's like seventy five all the time. Well, that we're <laughs> but it was nice. It was it was uh, rainy and cold and just felt like we had got whisked away to a, a different uh, country. Well, they had champagne for us and dessert. FYI, shout out to if the you Rancho. Ever, yeah, go if ahead. If you ever come to North County, San Diego, yeah. the Rancho Bernardo Inn mm -hmm. is absolutely amazing. Top notch. Best customer service. We showed up for check-in and mentioned it wasn't our actual wedding anniversary. It was our anniversary of 15 years from the day we our met each other. It was our meetiversary, not to be mistaken, me mistaken with like carne asada, yeah. but it was like when we met. And the young kid that was at the door, his name was Robert. He yes. asked if we were celebrating anything. We were like, well, not really. We, we were, you know, we were celebrating 15 years from the day we met. So it's kind of like an anniversary. And he was like, oh, well, happy anniversary. And by the time we made it to our room, he had already sent a chilled bottle of champagne and a dessert and a uh, custom card. A yeah, a note. A, a, a printed out a note. A printed out beautiful. note. Just saying, you know, thank you for spending your anniversary with us. We hope you... Have a memorable stay and Happy please enjoy these amenities. amenities and <laughs> we enjoyed uh, those amenities stay. real quick. And it was fantastic. What an amazing experience. So if you make it to North County, San Diego, the Rancho Bernardo Inn, absolutely beautiful. Over in Rancho Bernardo, believe it or not, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And definitely worth the uh worth the price of admission and first class all the way. So Yeah, and it provided us a lot of time. Well, not a lot of time, but time to connect. Uh, not just physically, but, uh, <laughs> emotionally, spiritually, we actually did a lot of 
talking about our love and and how it's kind of developed and grown over the years and how how we've cultivated it and and tended to it and you know you got to you got to take care of your your own gardens and plant your own harvest if you want to you know reap your reap what you sow right right so you've got to yeah and i think what's helped us a lot and what's come up a couple times this week is um, i think well i don't know if everybody's heard of this it's called the five love languages yes and it's pretty popular it's a, actually a best selling book and it's written by i believe he's a marriage counselor or marriage therapist gary chapman Anyways, he goes into discovering that everybody has these one of these basic love languages, ways that they are receive love or feel loved, and it's five. And we the, the five the five different love languages. I, I believe they're um, they are words of praise or words of affirmation, however you want to say that. Um, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and then also physical touch. And we took that quiz. Yeah, and the a while back. Yeah, and the component there that is very fascinating is when somebody in a relationship, for instance, I will talk about myself. Mm-hmm. I am very much a quality time and physical touch are my uh, my love languages, and then a, a, a sub one there would be acts of service. Those are kind of my trio, if you will. And Marissa's love languages are words of affirmation, um, acts of service. Those are big. Uh, quality time is important. I guess if I had a third, it would be quality time. But I think I think the biggest ones are words of affirmation, acts of service. And acts of service, I think for some people can be like trickier. Like, what does that mean, acts of service? And that can mean your spouse or your loved one you know, is doing things emptying, for you, emptying the dishwasher for you or <laughs> giving the kids a bath. I mean, there's nothing sexier than, you know, your husband saying, I clean the kitchen. Right. Well, I can think of a couple things sexier than that, but, but I mean, he gives me some acts of service. I give him some acts of service. <laughs> Just saying. So with, with regards to that, the, the component for me is I'm very much quality time. I love to yeah. spend time with people. And as you can tell, I love to talk and chat and just be with people. And, you know, it with Marissa in particular, like that's how I like to be loved and show love mm-hmm. is through spending quality time together. Well, when that comes up and, you know, I'm trying to spend time with her and that's not her dominant love language her dominant love language is words of affirmation and so though i'm spending and setting aside time to to be with her and i'm expressing love that way because it's not her main primary love language it's not always received on her end as love it's not received in that way of like i'm putting effort into showing her love so that I mean that can that's miscommunication from from my end to to her end because from where I'm standing I'm saying oh my gosh like you know we you know we were able to you know spend all this time together and do this blah 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 and she, but I wasn't necessarily you know using my words and vocalizing that 
love and admiring her and things like that verbally, which is how she then receives love. So in other words, you can't love, you shouldn't love someone else in your own language. You need to learn to love them in their own. Yeah, that's like the the big component of... It's, it's trickier. Yeah, it's very tricky. You have to be outside of yourself. You have to really think about that person. Because your comfort zone is thinking about yourself, right? Well, I'm, I'm like going to I'm going to operate from what I think feels good. Right. I'm going to be like, oh, this is how I feel good. I'm I'm you know, let me do this to someone else. Right. Well, that's not necessarily how it works because that person has to actually just because I am showing love doesn't mean you're receiving love and feeling that that's something that comes from the inside for mm-hmm. each person. Yeah. We create our own love. And that's often something that's uh, a, a, a choice on our own end, you know, of of showing that love and which then leads to feeling that love. But when we do it in a different love language, it's like, you know, if I were to be sitting here talking to her in Russian, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you're going to just, you know, Look be oblivious. You. I could be spilling my guts out with w- even words of affirmation, but in Russian and, and I you speak, and I speak Spanish. Yeah. I'm not going to understand. So he's got to learn Spanish, which is my love language, and yeah. say it in those words. Yep, exactly. And and um, what you said about the fact that love comes, you feel it no matter what, no matter how the person expresses it to you, you feel it. And he was he was explaining that to me, and I was actually kind of confused. And I and I um, was thinking about how do I make that. How do I explain that to people? Because for me, it was a hard concept to grasp. Like, how can I be, how does it come from within? Even if they're feeling, feeling or showing it to me, that doesn't make me feel it anymore. Is that what we were, we were going? Yeah, you, you were. It's like the idea of unrequited love. Like you can love, be in love with someone and they can't love you. Yeah, hundred percent. How many times? That ta- doesn't make them love you. You yeah. can love them like crazy and they could say, I don't love you. Yep. That doesn't make you love, you know, there's so many times that change how you doesn't change your feelings that I'm sure, you know, even someone listening, they have, you know, fallen in love with someone and the other person doesn't feel anything for them back. Like we see that. You still love them. You see that over and over in, you know, every movie, you know, every, Mm -hmm. everything that we watch for entertainment, there's always that uh, unrequited love. And that is almost like you know, the, the proof in the pudding that love is something that happens inside of you, not something that comes externally of you. Yeah, I agree. And that becomes even more important and more, um, necessary to navigate and, and really dive in and look from that other perspective when we're dealing with our children. Yeah, there we go. We have, we never thought about that before. That was a, that's a recent thing how we apply that to our children. We, we realize that our kids all speak different love languages. Yes. And so when you're, when you're dealing with, you know, four different personalities, four different humans or in our, in our relationship or our family, it's five because you have us as each other right. plus the four children for each one of us. And then each person in our family is dealing with five other people. And so the, big conversation within that is no matter how much you love your child your child or your children it has to land in the proper way 
for them to feel in their language, in their love language, for them to feel that love and then love you back. Right. They're always going to, they're always going to love, love you back. And that's one thing I I saw this uh, quote. I may mess this up. I I saw it the other day, but it said um, kids don't ever stop loving their parents, but they will stop loving themselves. Ooh, yeah. And that was like a, uh, uh, a crazy thought is that, you know, your kid's never going to, going to stop loving you, but they will take that on themselves and think there's something wrong with them. Right. If they are not able to receive love from their parents. Or they're stuck. They're not understanding how you're. Or there's, this is where that, that, that miscommunication can come in. And that's something that, you know, when I, when I was growing up, that was a very common experience for me. I always felt as though like, like my, my mom didn't love me or whatever. And that was not, I mean, that wasn't the case, right? There's not the, the, the experience of not feeling, not being loved, but then for me, it was just not feeling it. And so, you know, that was one experience when, you know, Sky, our son, Mm. actually mentioned that, you know, he, he, he felt like, you know, he's like, you, you guys, you, you You don't like me, you you, you hate me. You know, he says that to me one time and I'm like, you know, I sit him down and I'm like, I, that's, that's not a real, what makes you say that? He's like, well, you're all, you know, you're always on, on me for this, that, and the other thing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm like, buddy, I, I love you more than anything in the world. You're my son. You're my, you're my first son. There's nothing in this world that I, that I love more than you. Like you are, you are my guy. I was like, I'm hard on you. And I, I expect a lot out of you because it's my responsibility as your dad to make sure that you grow up and you are a responsible man. And it was because he was picking on one of his sisters or brothers and he was doing something that was like, okay, that's just never allowed. Right. And it's, you know, I've got to teach him right from wrong and all those, all those things. And so I, you were just stern with him. Yeah. And so I always go back and have those discussions with him of like, you know, my responsibility is not to, you know, ensure that you're always happy your happiness is your choice Mm -hmm. but my job is to make sure that you know the rule like you know the rules and you know right from wrong and you're kind to people and you you grow up to be a um respectful you know young man right and we also um identified that uh one piece of when people ever ask me for parenting advice or how we've been successful parents i tell them that the thing is um you have to be a different parent to each child. And I think that holds true for this. Um, you do have to be a, a different parent for each child and including knowing their love language. You do have to love them. You love them all equally. You lo- love them all immensely, but you have to love them in their own language. Yeah. Right. Cause you feel you love them the same. You love them equally in your own heart, but they might not feel it equally if you're not expressing it in the way that they can understand and then on top of that, doubles, doubly so, it's important to know their love language so you know, like, how to reprimand them. Right. Because if you're speaking their love language, let's say their love language is words of affirmation and, you know, you 
are giving them, you know, words of non-affirmation, <laughs> um, that's going to, that's going to hurt them more severely because that's what they understand because that's their primary love language you know so that's that's where it's it's better to have a to use a, a secondary you know love language for use one for love and the yeah, other for for discipline or or you know any anything like that like and we realized we cannot discipline him the same way we can the other ones like for instance rain we can be stern with her and it's like water off a duck's back. She says, okay. And she doesn't get emotionally scarred or wounded from yeah. it. She, she's she more bounces of a, back very quickly. Well, cause then, she's, she's more physical touch and acts of service. Right. Right. And Sky's words of affirmation. So when we use words to, I don't want to say scold him, but yeah. discipline yeah. him, that those, those wound him very deeply. Yeah. He's very sensitive. So, we're going to try and practice that a little more and realize that we do have to kind of like take a second and think about how we're going to handle a situation. Cause I think that's where we, where parents can go wrong. It's the the rushing, right? Well, and so many times we, we, we react or what have you out of convenience and try to, you know, get them to do whatever it is they need to do, but we Quickly do, we do it now. because we want, we want them to do it now. And versus, you the know, why? versus taking the time and, and looking at the learning opportunity that's right in front of you right. to be, you know, a little bit more patient and work through the process mm-hmm. of, you know, clearing up the communication and getting to the root of, you know, why did they actually get, you know, emotionally, you know, evoked or whatever, um, of, of if they're having a tantrum or whatever, getting to the root cause of it versus just, you know, getting caught up on whatever the, the detail of it is at the moment. Right. I've noticed a difference too that happened with the river the other day. He was hitting rain with a spoon mm-hmm. and he continued to hit her with the spoon. And I, I would normally, I think, I don't know if I would yell, I don't normally yell, but I get mad. And uh, I'm quick to kind of say, well, you know, Santa Claus. I'm going to tell Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, like manipulating. The the manipulation. And then he ends up crying and gets getting so upset like any child would. And I came came away from that situation thinking, oh, my gosh, I just manipulated my child. So the next time something happened, and it might have been him hitting right again, I decided I would take time, be calm, and take him upstairs and give him five minutes time out and then talk to him and have a conversation with him. And just the act of giving him time to think about it and that my time, our time to, to talk through it. He apologized to his sister. There were no tears. He was calm. He did his time out without, without any fuss, without any screaming. And this, and he learned something. He came mm-hmm. down to his sister. He said, in the most genuine voice, Rain, I am so sorry. I'm sorry. I will not hit you anymore. But that's just the difference between, you know, me one week manipulating him and him screaming well, and, and crying. We did rush through that for a second. So the oh. concept that she felt like she was manipulating what him was. In my own head. I in her own head. Sense. She was just, <laughs> yeah. In, 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 she was, she was, felt like she was manipulating him because she told him that, oh, if you're not, if, you know, Santa's watching you, 
So, you know, if you're not, if you're not, if you're being naughty right now, hitting your sister, Santa's not going to bring you any presents. And so that was the concept of that manipulation, which I believe a lot of parents do. And I I believe that it's, it's, it's rampant. And and he thought he was a bad boy. Yeah. Which what I was wanted to get to was he's like, I'm, I'm a good boy. I'm not a bad boy. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I just made my son feel like he's a bad person and he is not. Right. Because. Santa only brings presents to good little boys and girls. Right. And so then you're, you know, manipulating him into thinking he's bad. And and so he's not going to get, you know, presents because he's bad. And it was before bedtime. So I was rushing because I just wanted to get the kids down. Yep. And so that's, that's one component is, you know, a lot of times we'll actually, you know, use those type of manipulation tactics just out of convenience Mm -hmm. because you're in a time crunch or something. And, you know, no matter what is going on in the world, like these children are the most important thing that we can do as people. And, you know, it it only takes a second to, you know, to really take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and, you know, get to that root cause of it and and get the lesson learned. You know, I had that issue with River the other day too, when he was being mean to the neighbor girls. And so <laughs> he's a good kid, by the way. Great kid. <laughs> he's just, but he's three. He's three. And three year olds take a little while to understand things. And so, you know, I took him up in his room and we sat there for a solid 15 minutes and discussed it. And, you know, he was fighting tooth and nail. No, I'm not going to apologize. Blah, 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 blah. I, I don't like them. They're, they're not my friends. And, you know, finally we got to the point where, we walked back over to the neighbors and he apologized and was in great spirits, mm-hmm. but it just took a little time and, and clear communication. But that's the, oftentimes I feel like we miss out on those little learning opportunities because we're rushing from one thing to another. Right. And a lot of, a lot of that communication can be expedited quicker and more efficiently when we're aware of our children and aware of their love languages and able to communicate clearly within those um, those communication lines or uh, in those forms of communication. I agree. But that is the one thing that I, I don't think a lot of people are discussing in A, their relationships and B, in their parenting. The love languages? Yeah. The love languages and time. Yeah. Well, just those are, I think those are both, those are two magical ingredients for a really successful, loving relationship with your children yeah. and with yourself and your spouse. Yeah. Just knowing how to speak to the other person and giving them your time. There's nothing more valuable than that. Yeah. And um, I would even use the word communicate because the, a lot of it isn't necessarily Speaking. Right, not all of it. Receiving gifts is, and physical touches. Well, it's a type of communication. It's that's what I'm saying. That's why I would yeah, say communication, yeah, not necessarily yeah. speaking. Right, it is a type of communication. Well, if you're curious on how to find out what your love language is, you can actually go to fivelovelanguages.com and you can actually take their survey and find out what your love languages are. So it might be a fun exercise for you and your partner to take the survey and figure out what your love languages are and help improve your relationship. And if your kids are old enough too, I would I would say have your kids yeah. take the quiz 
Yeah, I don't know if they have one for kids. I don't think they do. They do. They do? I've seen it. All right. Well, I don't know that website, but you can go yeah. to fivelovelanguages.com or get the book, Five Love, uh, Love Languages. Have your kids check it out. Yeah. And, you know, be on your way. The, the biggest thing is knowing how to communicate love to them, how to communicate when you're reprimanding them and, and trying to not do that in their primary love language. Right. And, you know, the other component is, you know, just taking the time to... Don't rush through things. Yeah. Don't, don't manipulate. Just take the time to... So so many, you know, so many times we we rush a experience uh, that is an opportunity for learning. You know, I, I think just the other day I, I saw another... I'm looking at another, a lot of quotes. I, I, I noticed that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one of them, um, I don't remember the quote exactly, but the premise of it was... You know, how many times have you seen the parent with the child and the child and it's a rainy day and there's a puddle and the the mom is like, don't jump in the puddle. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, in some cases you're heading out or whatever and you don't have time to change the clothes or whatever. But there's a lot to be learned from jumping and playing in puddles in learning in your environment. And sometimes you just got to do it once. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to do it. You got to just jump in there and you start learning about, you know, how the displacement of space when you're jumping into the water and it causes it to splash and push all over the place. But a lot of times we don't actually slow down and allow that learning. And I would consider that like environmental learning uh, to happen just because of convenience and time and mess and mess of course yeah <laughs> and i'm i'm guilty of that mind you i'm very guilty i'm like no don't get dirty <laughs> yeah it's okay but you sometimes you just got to get dirty yeah you got to get dirty sometimes and learn to clean up your own mess you got to get dirty with your emotions you got to get dirty with uh with being um you know clear in the in the world of uh navigating the communication and um navigating everybody's different communication style and love language and uh and all of that uh anyway thank you guys so much i hope you guys all had a wonderful thanksgiving we, like we had a wonderful thanksgiving um sh this year i wasn't responsible for making thanksgiving dinner yeah and we went to my brother-in-law's yeah I, I felt a little bit of depression i just want you to know you didn't get to cook well i still cooked a turkey you it was great turkey, and, and we got to make thing. the pot pies and stuff which worked out well okay. but okay. i was feeling i had a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh a little a little sad that i didn't have that responsibility of doing the the whole thanksgiving dinner so i just want just want to put that out there oh well i think we're gonna have to have one this week then another one i'm fine with that yeah so what, what, that's one of my love languages acts of service acts of service and yeah. cooking is one of those love to feed people and i love to eat so it's, <laughs> it's a match made in heaven don't get me wrong i love to eat too but <laughs> anyway hope you guys all had a great holiday and a wonderful christmas and too we got christmas coming up yeah um we'll, so we'll talk to you before then but um you know get after it and uh learn 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 someone's love language that you love and Leave us a comment. Yep. Share it with all your friends mm -hmm. that need help in uh, in supporting the raising of their tiny little superhumans that they uh, that they're blessed to be the the mentor for and the I don't know 
And leave it, yeah, leave us a five star rating because uh, uh, FYI, words of affirmation—that's one of my love languages. So, <laughs> so tell her how great she is. Star word of affirmation. Tell her how beautiful her voice is. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I love when she goes. Mm-hmm. Oh God. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you Uh, soon. All right. You guys have a beautiful night. (laughs) Signing out. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.